Okay, so we are holding by the seventh of the Yud Gimel Ikri Emuna, right? We're going through them one by one. Um, and in the big picture, we had the first five principles that are relating directly to Hashem, the Emunah and Hashem, and various aspects of Emunah and Hashem. And then we have the next group of the Ikrim, 6, 7, 8, and 9. Um, and that's what we're in the middle of working through. So number 6 is what we discussed last week, and that was about Nevuah. How Nevuah, the concept that Hakel Menabe B'nei Odom, that Hashem gives Nevuah to people. And we discussed last week at length that there is perhaps different levels of Nevuah, but the concept of Nevuah is an ongoing concept and a principle of faith. And that is the, the Indian, the idea that Hashem... Um, is able to become one, Hashem can give over his, uh, his ideas and his gilui in a very uh, perfect way through tzaddikim, through great tzaddikim, through neviim, through different forms of ruach HaKodesh, as we discussed last week. That was all the sixth of the ikrim, the sixth principle, which leads us to number seven, a very interesting one, and that is about the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's interesting that the Rambam devotes a um, it makes it its own independent principle of our faith to know that not only were there Nevi'im, not only are there uh, prophets, Nevi'im, but that Moshe Rabbeinu was, is considered Avihim, the father of all the Nevi'im, the greatest of all the Nevi'im. And again, it's fascinating that that becomes one of the Ikri Emunah, that there was a Navi Moshe Rabbeinu, and he was beyond all the other Nevi'im. And that's what we're going to discuss tonight. And we touched on it last week. We said we we're going to deal with it tonight. What is it about the Nebuah of Moshe Rabbeinu? Why is it so perfect? Why is it so important for us to understand that? What's the story with this seventh of the Ikri Hemun? So, um, so first just to review something that we discussed when we did this a long time ago. What exactly is the difference between the Nebuah of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Nebuah of all the other Nevi'im? Right? We had many Nevi'im. Um, great Sadiqim, each one in their own right, and yet Moshe Rabbeinu is like on a level all, all on his own. What is the actual difference? And where does it come from in the Torah? Where does the Torah tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevuah is on a whole different level than everyone else's? So, it's actually, Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevuah was once challenged in the Torah. By whom? I'm sorry? You want to really... You want to talk about the angels? You're talking about us? No, I'm talking about people. In the Torah itself. So, Kairach is seen as in a much more negative light. But Moshe Rabbeinu was challenged by his own sister and brother. Right? In the end of Parsha's Baha'u'llah, and Miriam and brother, who are obviously tremendous Sadiqim and Nevi'im, um, and, and they tell Meshach, they go, listen, you know, what's the story? We're also Nevi'im. Right? This was the story that Meshach Rabbeinu had separated from Tipeira, his wife. And Miriam and Moshe, who were brother and sister, and obviously had his best you know, intention in mind and everything, came and said, why did you have to separate? We are also Nevi'im. And here's where they made a, a cardinal mistake. And Hashem really, the Torah comes down on them, and Hashem says, you don't understand, there's different types of Nevi'im. And true, you're all Nevi'im, but Moshe Rabbeinu is on a whole different level of Nevuah, even in comparison with other true Nevi'im. So what is the difference? So Rambam um, classifies four points of difference. Four points of difference between Moshe and the other Nevi'im. The first thing he says is that the other Nevi'im, Hashem talks to them through a malach. That was the first point. Hashem talks to them through a malach, through an angel, um, and therefore it's through riddles. 
Um, we find many times the Nevi'im throughout the books of Nevu'ah describe different riddles that they saw, different uh, visions that they saw, and they have to decipher them to what they truly mean. Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem talks directly to him and says exactly what he wants to tell him. There's no riddles, and there's no, uh, it's not a vision. It's Hashem talking to him like a person talks to his friend. And really that comes from when Hashem told Miriam and Aaron, he says, Moshe, pe'el pe'adaber boy. I talk to him like a person talks to a, to a friend, mouth to mouth. It's not, it's not a riddle. It's not a dream. It's not a malach. So that's number one, that um, other Nevi'im is through a malach, through an agent, and Moshe is Hashem directly. Number two, um, others, they, they're sleeping when Hashem comes to them, or in some form of a trance. Moshe Rabbeinu, again, he's not sleeping, and he's not in a trance. He's perfectly fine, and Hashem talks to him. <clears throat> Number three, says the Rambam, the others, they lose themselves when they have nevuah. Their, their, bo- their body doesn't uh, function properly. Um, they, they, they have a tremendous fear befalls them. They lose themselves when Hashem is talking to them. Moshe Rabbeinu stands the way he is and Hashem talks to him. Um, and finally, number four, says Rambam, all the other Nevi'im, they prepare, they prepare, hoping that Hashem will talk to them, and either Hashem does or he doesn't. They make themselves a proper vessel, and then Hashem might or might not reveal himself to them. Moshe Rabbeinu, on the other hand, we have this in the Chumash a couple times, people ask the question, what did Moshe say? Imdu stand, and I will hear what Hashem says. In other words, he was perfectly in sync. He needs to hear a message from Hashem, and he went and heard from Hashem. These are the four differences that Rambam describes. Um, if you just say them, like, for uh, if you wanted to say them, one statement, one sentence each. Number one, everyone else was through some type of a agent. Moshe is direct. Number two, everyone else is sleeping or in a trance. Moshe is awake. Number three, everyone loses themselves in some form. Moshe is regular. And and finally. Um, all, all the others prepare and Hashem either reveals himself or not. Moshe is confident if he needs, Hashem will speak to him. These are the differences that Rambam um, describes between Moshe, Rabbeinu, and the other Nevi'im. Um, if we think about these differences, you could really break this down into two categories. One is that Moshe had the highest level revelation. The revelation was the highest form of revelation. It wasn't through an angel. It wasn't through an emissary. It wasn't through a riddle. It was the highest form of divine revelation. So that's one thing. Moshe is the highest revelation. On the other hand, Moshe as a human being was most fit for the revelation. He was a perfect vessel for the revelation. And that's why he didn't have to go to sleep. And he didn't lose himself. Um, and he, he knew it was coming whenever he wanted. He was the perfect vessel. So if you think about it, he had the highest revelation and he was the most perfect vessel. Typically, one might think if the revelation is higher, it should cause more losing of oneself. But no, he was perfectly in sync with godliness, with Elikus. And that's what Meshur was called greatest, the highest, the most holy of all people, because of that perfect union that he had, the highest level of Hashem, he was a perfect vessel for it.
That's the nevuah of Moshe. So here comes the question, and that's really what we're going to discuss here tonight, a main point, and it came up last week also. So Moshe Rabbeinu was a perfect Navi. So, and he taught us the whole Torah. So is the whole Torah nevuas Moshe? The Chumash. Do we look at the Chumash as a book of nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu? Would that be a correct statement? Is Torah Moshe's nevuah? If, if Moshe is such a perfect Navi, and he says the word of Hashem, so isn't it almost logical that, so therefore Torah is the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu? But that's not true. All of you are shaking your heads. He Correctly so. From his time. I'm sorry? He was like in charge of it from his time. He was a scribe, though. But not, you know what, not from the beginning. Okay, good. But the, the question is, we have the five books of Moses. We have the Torah. We have Har Sinai. Moshe Rabbeinu is the central person who was there when Torah was given, right? Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe, the Pasuk says. Moshe is the one who told us the Torah. So here is where it gets a little bit confusing. And that's what I, I want to try to deal with that question tonight. What's the story with Moshe as Navi versus Moshe as teacher of Torah? Because those two things could very easily sort of get meshed into one. If he is the Navi, if he's the prophet of God, so he told us God's prophecy, which is the five books of Moses. They happen to be called the books of Moses. Right, um, but we know that that would be an incorrect statement. We have books of Nevi'im and we have the Torah, Chumash. The Rambam says anyone who says even one word from the Torah is from Moshe Rabbeinu is is kofar, is in denial of the truth of Torah. So Torah is not Moshe's nevuah. But you're right. You just say Torah is Moshe. So. Right. So Moshe definitely is the one who gives it to us. So how do we reconcile or how do we understand? Where is Moshe operating as Navi? Where is Moshe operating as teacher of Torah? And what really is the difference? It's the same person, and he's giving over the divine word, and he is a prophet. So what makes it prophecy or not prophecy? It's interesting that as we're learning here, and we learned last week, Article 6, or Principle 6, is Nevuah. Principle 7 is Nevuah of Moshe. Principle 8, which we'll deal with in our next class, is that Torah min Hashemayim. Notice that it's not the same as Principle 7. Principle 7 is the truth of Moshe being the ultimate Navi. That's Principle 7. Principle 8 is the principle that Torah is min Hashemayim, Torah is from heaven. Rambam distinctly makes that two separate principles of faith. So that Nevuah, Nevuah's Moshe, Torah min Hashemayim is a different story. Torah min Hashemayim is not the same as Nevuah's Moshe. Am I being clear? So in just the way he, he breaks up the principles, that alone tells us, even though it doesn't explain it, um, but that alone tells us that we're talking about different stories. We're talking about Nevuah, then we're talking about Nevuah's Moshe, then we're talking about Torah min Hashamayim, and finally, principle nine, is that Torah min Hashamayim is unchangeable. So that's another, st- another step. So what we, I think, what we want to focus in over here is the difference between number seven and number eight. Seven is Nevuas Moshe, the perfect Navi, Shlemos of Nevuah, most complete Navi. And then we have Torah, Torah coming from heaven. What's the difference between these two concepts? They're different, and yet they come together, as we're going to see. So, first of all, an interesting statement or story in the Gemara. 
The Gemara says that when we know, this is actually last week's parsha, that after Matan Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to heaven and he spends 40 days and 40 nights learning Torah from Hashem. Right? So 40 days and 40 nights to learn the whole Torah, you know, pretty good deal. Right? Um, so one might think, and we typically would think, that, every, that if Hashem is going to spend 40 days learning Torah with him, so he'll learn the first day X amount and the second day X amount and split it up into 40 types of uh, sections and teach him everything. Says the Gemara in the tractate of Nidorim, the Gemara says no. Every day Hashem learned with Moshe the entire Torah and he forgot it all. Every day. First day, everything, and he forgot it. Second day, everything, and he forgot it. Third day, everything, and he forgot it. This happened 40 times. Meaning he made him forget it, or he forgot it? Good question. We're going to talk about that in a moment. It's, it's, it's a very odd um, Gemara, as, as, uh, obviously. But let's let's see. But that's what it says. He will learn it and forget it every day. Until, and the 40th day, it says, on that day, he granted him the Torah as a gift, gifting him the ability to retain the Torah. And that's why it's called Matan Torah, the gift of Torah. There was a special gift involved, the gift of the ability for Moshe Rabbeinu to retain the Torah. That is the story that the Gemara says, which is obviously interesting and bizarre. Yeah. Like, I mean... You know, we all know that we forget things sometimes. And uh, if we have Emotion. students, even our students might forget things sometimes. But still to think, to forget everything, every day, again, and start over from the beginning, it's that's very, highly frustrating. Very it's very hopeful for, like, regular people. Right. We're, 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 in, good, we're in good company, right? right. But, but the, the real question is, why? Now, what was this? It's not as if this is the first time a human being is learning Torah. The always learned Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu learned Torah beforehand. In Mitzrayim, there was a yeshiva. Shevet Levi always learned Torah. Like, what's going on? Suddenly, there's this plague of forgetfulness, and he can't remember the Torah. What's the meaning behind it? Why would this happen? And what's the message that the Gemara is imparting um, to us by this uh, seemingly bizarre story? So the Rebbe explains beautifully in a sikh. He says the following. In Torah itself, there's a lot of levels of revelation of Torah. There's ideas and there's there's a lot of different parts of Torah. The very essence of Torah, what Hashem gave us at Har Sinai, was, and Tanya says this and Hasidus talks about this a lot, is that Hashem revealed or invested His very essence in the Torah that He was teaching. And Hasidus often quotes, again a Gemara, that says that the first word of the Aserah Sadibris, the very first word that Hashem spoke to us as a nation, was Anoichi. Says the Gemara, the word Anoichi is an acronym for, it's a Rosh Tevis, for Ana, Nafshi, I, my soul, my essence, Ksavis, in my writings, Yehovis, have given myself over. Hashem wrapped His very essence and put it into the Torah. And that's why when we learn Torah, we're connecting to Hashem in this great and very, very deep and very intimate way we become one with Hashem because Hashem invested His essence in the Torah that He gave us. Just to connect it, this week's Parsha, we just began 
V'yikru li truma. That's this week's parsha. Um, what's the translation of those words? V'yikru take li for me. Truma is donations, right? But the Zohar says, really, the exact translation, V'yikru li is not take for me, but take me. The word li means me. V'yikru li, take me. Truma, says the Zohar, is the word Torah mem. The Torah that was given 40 days on Harsina. Sinai. Take me through Torah, Hashem says. You want to take me into yourselves, I have invested myself in the Torah that I have given. When you learn Torah, you're taking, your, you're taking me, myself, says Hashem, into yourselves. That's a statement from the Zohar, brought down in time. Says the Rebbe, when did Hashem invest his essence into Torah? When he said Anoichi. When is Anoichi? Harsin. Meaning, all of the Torah that people learned until Harsinai, Avram learned Torah, and Yitzchak learned Torah, and Yaakov learned Torah, and Levi learned Torah, and Yehuda learned Torah, and Yosef learned Torah, all of that was fine, good spiritual ideas, but Hashem himself wasn't yet invested in his Torah. By Har Sinai, Hashem took his very essence and put it into Torah. What happens if Hashem's essence is invested in the Torah? The human mind can't grasp it anymore. Because Hashem is beyond the human mind. And that's why suddenly Moshe Rabbeinu finds himself not being able to retain it. In other words, why is Moshe Rabbeinu being put through this whole story of suddenly he can't retain the Torah? Because suddenly there's a much greater and deeper revelation of Hashem in his Torah. Hashem himself now is in the Torah that he's teaching, so even Moshe Rabbeinu can't hold on to it, can't grasp it. That's what that Gemara, that's the story behind that Gemara. What do we see from this story? Moshe Rabbeinu is a Navi. Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest Navi possible. He's the greatest prophet possible. And still, when Hashem is revealing himself, Anoichi, Anon Nafshi, my very self, even Moshe Rabbeinu can't handle it. He can't handle it. He can't grasp it. He can't hold on to it. He can't retain it. Until Hashem gives him the gift of Matantar. So this story tells us about Moshe Rabbeinu's greatness and Moshe Rabbeinu being the ultimate Navi, but yet Torah is something above. Torah is a revelation of Hashem that's higher even than Moshe Rabbeinu, however great Moshe Rabbeinu is, and therefore even Moshe Rabbeinu with all of his madrega could not contain or retain or grasp the Torah without a special gift of Matan Torah. So this little story of Gemara illustrates how Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah is the shleimus, the greatest of what a Navi can reach. And then there is the gilui of Hashem, Hashem himself revealing himself beyond the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay? So what do we have here? And we touched upon this last week, but I want to, I want to touch upon it again. Nuvua represents the shleimus, the completion of how a person can be so spiritual and so holy 
that he could connect to Hashem. So Nevoah is the shleimos, the completion of the person in their spiritual achievement. And who's the greatest Navi ever? Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu represents the ultimate greatness and holiness of spirituality that a person can attain. And then there is what Hashem gives, and that's Torah. So what do we have? The person, the one who was, was most bishlemus, most complete in his spiritual achievement and spiritual level that he attained, he was the one through which Hashem said, I'm going to reveal myself to the Jewish people. And that's the Torah. Hashem takes the greatest Navi, the greatest prophet, the greatest Sadiq, and says, because he is the greatest Navi and the greatest Sadiq, I will give over my Torah. That's beyond any human grasping or any human ability to, to hold on to. It will come as a matana through him. Torah Siva Lanu Moshe. Moshe is the Shlemus of what a Navi could be, what a person can be, and therefore he becomes the one through whom Hashem gives that gilu to Klal Yisrael. Hashem gives Torah through him. The ultimate Navi becomes the keli through which Hashem gives Torah to Klal Yisrael. So is the Torah Nevuah? No, the Torah is beyond Nevuah. But who is the one who is who's chosen to give it to us? The one who reached the Shlemus of Nevuah. Am I being clear? So in other words, he as a person reached as high as a person can reach, and therefore he is the one through whom Hashem says, I'm going to give my gift, the Torah that's beyond the Navi also to call Yisrael. I'm going to tell you a, a, a very a beautiful story. Some people think it's a cute story, but it's a very powerful story. And it happened with the third Rebbe of Lubavitch, the Tzemach Tzedek. Tzemach Tzedek was obviously a great Tzedek, a great, great Rebbe, grandson of the Alter Rebbe, great-great-grandfather of the Rebbe. And the Tzemach Tzedek had a number of great Hasidim. Perhaps the most famous of the Tzemach Tzedek's Hasidim, one of the great Hasidim in Lubavitch history, was a Hasid. His name was Reb Hillel Paritcher. Rings a bell by anyone? Reb Hillel Paritcher. He lived in, uh, well, he came from a place called Parich, and he was a great Tzedek. This is a great chassid, great tzaddik, wrote tzfarim, you know, tremendous genius, and so on and so forth. And he was ready, he was, in the time, the time of the Alter Rebbe, he was a young man. In the time of the Mittler Rebbe, he was ready, a very venerated chassid. By the time of the Tzamaq Tzaddik, he was ready from probably the most significant of the chassidim. Okay. One time on, on Shabbos, the Tzamaq Tzaddik said a mimer. said a chassidic discourse. And um, after the, the mimer, the great chassidim were discussing it. And a debate broke out as to what is the correct meaning of a certain idea that the Rebbe had said in the Maimon. And as the debate went up the ranks to the highest, uh, you know, Hasidim in town, so you had, it basically broke down to two groups. The Samach Sadek had his sons, who were all great Sadiqim. Many of them became Rebbes on their own. And so all of the Samach Sadek's sons felt that the Pshat, the meaning of the Maimon was in a certain way. On the other team, you had and he felt Pshat is different. And this, this debate wasn't going anywhere. Nobody was giving in. Everyone thought they were right. And what am I? So what are you going to do at the end of the day? Any thoughts? Ask the Rebbe. So that's what they did. So the next morning, whatever it was, a delegation goes to the Rebbe and they say, you know, there's a question in Pshat in the Mimer. There's one opinion like this, one which is correct. Tzamech I don't know if they said who said what, doesn't matter. Tzamech said the way his sons 
said. So they came to reveal a parasha, and they said, okay, done, you know, good try, but you were wrong. <laughs> the Samachsadek Paskin, Pshat is this. Bill listened, he says, no, don't accept. <laughs> don't accept. I still think I'm right. They said, hold on, what is that supposed to mean? We're discussing here what the Rebbe meant in the mimer that he said. And he said what he meant. So Rebbe Hillel says, no. He says, you people don't understand. When the Rebbe says a mimer, it's the Rebbe's thoughts. When the Rebbe says a mimer, it's Hashem revealing Torah through him. It's not like, you know, if it was his thought, then obviously what he said he meant is obviously the truth, because it's his thought. But it wasn't his thought in the first place. The Rebbe is a vehicle to give over Hashem's word. And he gave over the word. Now it's everyone's obligation to try to understand it the best that they can. And I still feel that I understand it this way. Right, go argue with that. So, so, that was, so therefore he didn't give in. So the sons of the Semach Sedek, who heard this logic, they countered and they said, he's right. He's right. It isn't our father's mind. It comes from Hashem. But the one who is on the level that Hashem talks through him, we can rely that he understands it best also. <laughs> that was their comeback to Rebillo Parashat. In other words, what's really going on in this, this is, about a, this is a story, the Rebbe said the story about Fabregan. It's a very powerful story about every angle of the story is powerful. But really, what that story is very connected to what we're talking about here tonight. Is it Moshe's Torah? No, of course not. It's Hashem's Torah that's beyond Moshe, beyond a human being. But whom did Hashem choose to be the one through whom he gives over the Torah to Kal Yisrael? Is that person who's the most showing, the most complete in his, um, in his body and soul being a full, um, fully in sync with godliness, with Eloquus? So Moshe Rabbeinu is the ultimate Navi, representing one who is most in sync with godliness, and therefore, he is the one through which Hashem gives his Torah, his untouched Torah, to Klal Yisrael, Torah Tzival But it goes a step further than that as well. Why do we believe in Moshe as the ultimate Navi? Who told us that Moshe Rabbeinu is the ultimate Navi and the ultimate Tzaddik and so on and so forth? So the Rambam says, the Rambam says, he says, Moshe Rabbeinu, We don't believe Moshe because he did good miracles, like you know, uh, he did uh, you know the ten plagues, uh, the uh, you know the the Makas and Kriyas Yamsov, and he had water come forth from a stone. He did a lot of good stuff, Moshe Rabbeinu, right? But he says, Aramuna is not because of the various miracles that Moshe Rabbeinu did. Why not, says Rambam? Because ultimately, if you believe because of miracles, I don't know, some people who are really good magicians. I mean, there are people who pull things off. You know, so he was top of the line, but still, if you're believing because, you know, he did a great trick, at the end of the day, he says, it's not a perfect belief. So why do we believe ultimately in Moshe Rabbeinu? And can anyone expect what's the Rambam going to say? Because it says in the Torah to believe in him. Right. Good. That's what I would think also. 
And yet that's not what he says. He says, What caused this entire Amun and Klal Yisrael? When we stood at Harsinai, all of our eyes saw, all of our ears heard, we saw the fire, we saw the thunder, we saw the lightning, and we saw Moshe go up to the mountain, and we heard the voice say, the voice spoke with him. We heard the divine voice say, Moshe, tell the Jewish people this mitzvah and tell the Jewish people this mitzvah. We saw Moshe Rabbeinu approach. We saw by, by Harsinai the revelation of Hashem and we saw Hashem talk to Moshe. He brings a pasuk. Hashem says in Chumash I come to you in the um, in this cloud. Hashem tells Moshe, I'm coming to you in the cloud that the entire nation should hear how I am speaking to, to you. And they will always believe in you. That's what he says. And the, the Ramam goes on. I'm not going to read the, you know, the Ramam in front of you. The Ramam goes on. This is, by the, this is like a very foundational thing. He says that we are the witnesses for Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah. We saw Hashem talk to Moshe. We saw Moshe go up a mountain and disappear 40 days. When he says we, it means Klal Yisrael. 600,000 men and women and children and so on and so forth. As a nation, we saw a person who reached that ultimate level of Hashem talking to him and him relating to Hashem in that way. So here we have something very interesting. We talk about Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest Navi of all time. And ultimately, our Emunah in him is not as one might have thought, because Hashem said, listen to him. You're not done. Hashem said, listen. No, it's something more. It's something we saw it. We experienced it. We as a nation saw and experienced the Kedusha of Moshe Rabbeinu, the connection of Moshe Rabbeinu with Hashem. Why is that so important? Why is it so important that our knowledge of the Nevuah of Moshe is through personal experience? Not only that, Ramam says, what happens if, if a prophet will, will rise today or last year or 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago and show us that he's a prophet and all good things, and he says to go against the Torah. Are we going to listen? Mm-hmm. No, why not? Because we have, this is our basis. So, but why, a prophet stands up, and he has, a, you know, looks very, very holy and spiritual and everything, and he says, people, you know, from now on, we're Shabbos on Tuesday. Whatever he's going to say. Because it contradicts the foundation of what we're... Because it contradicts the foundation of Torah, right? right? So, Ramam should say, because Hashem said, don't listen to him. Interestingly, what does he say? He says, no. Because Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, we all saw with our eyes. And that's why we listen to what Moshe says. So this guy, we don't see how he talks to Hashem, so he cannot contradict this that all of us saw and experienced by Harsim. Um, I'll read a, just a line or two from Rambam. This is a Rambam I'm reading from. It says, that's how Torah said, some prophet or person who does nisim, tez, go against the Torah, don't listen. 
If he's coming with you to you with miracles, whatever, to deny or have you go against what you saw with your own eyes. So he says, how could we, how could, so therefore, how can we accept me from this miracle, how can we, um, believe anyone to go against Moshe if we saw and heard this nevuah of Moshe Rabbein. So here the question is, and I want to I want to explain this, and I think we're going to conclude with this for tonight. Why is it so important that our belief in Moshe Rabbeinu as the ultimate prophet is based on not because Hashem said, because the Torah said, but based on what we saw and what we experienced? We saw Moshe's nevuah. We saw Moshe's kasher to Hashem. Why is that such an important part of the story? It's a thread that runs from the beginning all through to this very day. Okay. Because, because you know, if, if those souls were there and were those souls, then we saw. It's correct. I'm not, I'm not arguing that we saw. The question is, why is it important kind of evi- that we saw? It's kind of evidence. It's evidence. Whenever we experience something with our own eyes, it's there's a different level of it, of, rea- of, reality, of reality. Of reality. Right. It's not it's it's exactly. It's see, see, it. see, seeing, seeing is it's believing. Right. Seeing right. is believing. Right. Exactly. Forty days in, they saw the body of Maishravedu. So it's like, well, there you can't trust your eyes. So. Yeah, but that was it's a different type of seeing. That was something that they saw in the clouds that looked like something. This is an experience that everyone had down here on earth that everyone saw literally. And as dear it says that the that the Satan made the clouds look like something and therefore they thought based on that, you know, what it might mean. Okay. That's different than an actual you know, experience that everyone has here, not something that looks like something somewhere. And it wasn't just one person, it was it was, it was like the entire cloud, it was the entire cloud. So, but so it's all correct. And nevertheless, we have here this concept specifically about Moshe and Moshe's Nivua. What is the MS of Moshe's Nevoah that we all saw it and we all experienced it? It doesn't say somewhere in Rambam, for example, that why do we keep Shabbos? Because we saw something happen on Shabbos. We keep Shabbos because the Torah says they keep Shabbos. Uh, we keep Yom Tov because we put on tefillin. We do every mitzvah that is in the Torah because Hashem said, done. When it comes to Nevoah of Moshe Rabbeinu, there's this whole added clause. It's not just because, listen, Hashem said, he's my man. Done, right? That would be enough. It works for Shabbos. Why can't it work for the for Moshe Rabbeinu? Mm-hmm. There's something here about nevuah and the nevuah of the ultimate prophet that is very much connected with what we saw and what we experienced. Why? Why is that? Why is nevuah and the nevuah of Moshe so based on our experience and our feeling? So, and here is I want to share with you an idea of the Rebbe, a very fascinating idea that really, I think, will crystallize a lot of what we're talking about here, which is, we're talking a lot about Torah, Nevuah. Torah versus Nevuah, right? Torah is the word of Hashem. So Torah is the word of Hashem. That's the ultimate. That's the highest thing. What's, what does Nevuah bring to the table? What does Nevuah add? Over Torah being the word of Hashem, and that's all. Hashem said. So we, we, we talked about it last week a little bit. Torah is the word of Hashem. That's from Hashem. It's holy. It's spiritual. It's divine, right? Nevuah is 
when that holiness becomes part of a person, part of a tzaddik. Right? If you, again, last week we discussed, we learn Torah. We come to a class, all of us learn Torah, and that's that. We don't have to be tzaddikim to learn Torah. We don't have to be neviim to learn Torah. We can be very simple people, and right now we learn the word, we learn the word of Hashem. Right? What happens if we're sitting by the table and a tzaddik is teaching us the Torah? The same Torah. The same Torah that we could be learning here, we're sitting by the Rebbe's Fabrengen, and the Rebbe is teaching us the same Dvar Torah. Both the word of Hashem, right? It's the word of Hashem when anyone reads any Chumash, and if a tzaddik reads a Chumash. They're both saying the word of Hashem. What's the difference? Is one more the word of Hashem and less the word of Hashem? No. So what is the difference? The tzaddik connects with the word of Hashem, and makes it all the more real and down here and powerful and something that we, it's so much more powerful and so much more effective when it comes through a tzaddik. Right? Why? They're both the word of Hashem and they're both holy. But the tzaddik, because that holiness is part of who that tzaddik is, so the word of Hashem is not only a divine word of Hashem, it's a reality. The Kedusha comes down into this world in so much more of a powerful way because it's coming through someone who's totally in sync with the word of Hashem. Might be clear? It's not just we're learning the word of Hashem. The word of Hashem is part of this tzaddik who's teaching us the word of Hashem. That's, that's what nevuah adds. When it's through the Navi, it's not just holy because it's the word of Hashem. It's the word of Hashem, the way it becomes part of a human being and a holy human being, and it's given, it gives, it's given over to people in that much more of a powerful way. Again, we don't have to discuss this in a philosophical way. We know when we're in the presence of a tzaddik and we hear the tzaddik say something, those same words are so much more powerful than when another person said the same words. And they were both terrible. Nevuah and a Navi is when that great word of Hashem is brought down to us in a way that's so much more palpable, so much more real for us. But you know, wait, I'm a little confused. Okay. Because, like, I feel like if it's Hashem's Torah, it's powerful by itself. Mm-hmm. Just it's so then how right so then so then why is it through a person that it becomes more powerful it's not because it's through a person it's because that person as a physical person is totally in sync with the kedusha of hashem's torah in other words hashem's torah is kaddish obviously but when i learn it it doesn't necessarily change me right away I, Hashem gave me a matana, gave me a gift. I'm able to get an insight into something super, super holy and powerful. But that holiness might not trickle down into me and make me a holy person when I learned it. As we know, we learn something of Torah and we don't necessarily right away become extremely holy people and changed. So we connected to something very holy, but there was a disconnect between the holiness of the holy thing that I learned and myself. The tzaddik is the connector. Because the tzaddik is fully connected. So it's not just a holy idea. It's a holy idea coming through someone who's so totally connected to it that it brings it down to us, to this world, in so much more of a powerful way. So whether it's a Meshur Rabbeinu, or it's the Baal Shemta, 
or it's the Rebbe, or it's any tzaddik in between, what function does a tzaddik really serve? He brings the Kedusha of Torah into the reality of this world in a way that's so much more powerful and real. And that's why, going back to the Rambam, he says, what's the greatness of Moshe's Nevoah? Because we experience it, because we see it. The advantage of Nevoah is that it makes godliness real to us, that we see it and we feel it. When, 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 a, when, you're, when a person sees a tzaddik and, and he sees, experiences that kedusha, that becomes the most powerful experience. So Rambam is saying, you want to know what's the ultimate um, proof of, for Moshe Rabbeinu? That we experienced the kedusha, we saw the kedusha. That's what nevuah is. A navi is someone who makes kedusha and holiness and divinity something that we can experience, that we can become one with. Famously, I'll go, I'll go to Tanya for a minute. One of the, uh, I would say, a pretty famous Tanya idea. Chapter 42. The Rebbe says, Moshe um, Rabbeinu tells the Yidin, he says, in Chumash Devarim, I think it's Parshas Ekev, he says, What's Hashem asking from you? Just have Yiras Shemayim. Like, big deal. What does Hashem want? Just have Yiras Shemayim, right? So the Gemara asks, uh, Yiras Shemayim doesn't seem that easy. Moshe Rabbeinu makes it sound like, no big deal. All we need is all, just have Yiras Shemayim. So the Gemara says, is Yira so small? And what does the Gemara answer? Yeah, for Moshe, it's small. Okay, is that a good answer? Asks the Rebbe Tanya, that's nice, but he wasn't talking to himself. He was talking to us. So what kind of an answer? What does the Gemara say? Right? Moshe says, big deal, all I want is Yira Shemayim. Says the Gemara, that's hard. Says, yeah, for Moshe, it's not hard. Yeah, but Moshe was talking to us. So what does the Rebbe say in Tanya? He says, he says, you're not understanding the Gemara. When the Gemara says for Moshe, it's not a big deal. That means that Moshe empowers all of us that Yerushalayim shouldn't be a big deal. Because Moshe is called Moshe. What's Moshe's last name? Rabbeinu. Moshe teaches each and every one of us. He inspires, he shepherds each and every one of us. The first Moshe Rabbeinu says, Tanya and the Moshe Rabbeinus of the generations, the Tzadikim. What do they do? They make godliness a reality for us. They don't change godliness. But suddenly, when a tzaddik is involved, it becomes that much more real. That's what nevuah brings to the table. So as we're going back and forth in today's year and last year, there's Torah, there's nevuah. Each one brings something to the table. Torah is the truth of Hashem. And that's the ultimate highest thing. Like we said, even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't retain Torah on his own. It's a gift from Hashem. Torah is Hashem. It's the highest thing possible. Navi is the human tzaddik that makes it real, that brings it down, that grounds it for us. And that's why it's Moshe Rabbeinu who is the greatest Navi who's charged with the mission and task to bring the Jewish people the Torah. The Torah, who's Hashem's Torah that's beyond Nevoah and it's Chachmas Hashem. It's Hashem himself. It's wonderful. But who's going to bring it down for regular people? Who's going to help us connect to it? Who's going to make it a reality for us? That's the Navi. That's the Tzaddik. That's Moshe Rabbeinu.
And does it have, maybe it has to be a human being. For sure. For sure it has to be a human being. To relate to us. Uh, exactly. That, the idea is to have someone who is human and an ultimate tzaddik. So the Kedusha is able to be brought down to a human being, a flesh and blood, born, born to a father and mother. That's what a tzaddik is. Right? It says a tzaddik is like a memutza, um, like an intermediary. What does that mean? What's an intermediary? Someone who's connected to the higher level and connected to the lower level. So it's dafka, a human being, who's able to bring it down into the, into the realities of this physical world to make it something real for us. And that's how the Rebbe explains, going back to that Rambam, why it's so important that we saw the Kedusha of Meshur Rabbeinu. We saw the relationship of Meshur Rabbeinu and Hashem. Because it can't just be, well, Hashem said to listen to him. Then it's like every other mitzvah. The, the advantage of Nevoah is that it's a human being that brings it down. And therefore there's the human touch that we saw it, we experienced it, we saw he's a tzaddik. All on the same level, everybody on the same level. I mean, was it measurable? I mean, how can we measure, like, everybody got the same... You're talking by Harsina? Yeah. So by Harsina, there was this greatest revelation that happened at all time, and everyone was able to experience it. Did everyone experience exactly at the same level? I don't don't know the answer to that question. But at that time, there was this openness of revelation, and everyone did experience and everyone saw Meshur Rabbeinu, and everyone saw Hashem talking to Meshur Rabbeinu, and it sunk into the consciousness of Kali Yisrael. And that's, you know, as we know from the great debates historically that, you know, the great Sadiqim had with different religions, what set this religion different than the others is that the initial birth of this nation was where everyone was together and everyone saw it together. Right. Ramban famously talks about that. But here, the Rebbe talks about it in the context of Nivua. So just to, um, to, to, uh, to finish... What we've learned over here, last week and this week, really goes together. Article 6, or Principle 6 and Principle 7, is the two principles about Nevuah. Nevuah in general, and the Shlemus of Nevuah, which is Meshur Rabbeinu. And the idea is that versus the concept of Torah, which we're going to talk about in the next class, Torah and Hashemayim, whatever, Torah is Hashem talking directly. Nevuah is the human angle of connection to Hashem, and the ability of the human to come closer to Hashem, to experience Hashem, and the Shlemos, the ultimate of that was Hakamash Rabbeinu. And because he was the ultimate of, of that, that's why he was the one chosen to be the one who should be the vehicle through which Hashem teaches us and gives us his, his holy Torah. And Mesh Rabbeinu is the one who is not only a feeder of Torah, but also gives us constantly, in all generations, the ability to truly connect to it and to feel it. So it shouldn't remain something aloof and separate, but it should have that the positive um, and the appropriate effect upon us that we should become more spiritual and Yerushimayim and so on through the Torah that we learn with the Koyach of Meshur Rabbeinu and the Tzaddikim of the generations who are in his place and his extension through every generation.